Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. And Pastor Ryan is joining us live this afternoon with a message for our listeners about some upcoming events. Hey guys, this is Pastor Ryan Hussein with Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, I just wanted to invite you out to our Good Friday service on April 2nd at 7 p.m. and to our Easter service on Sunday, April 4th at 10 a.m. Join us as we celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I sure look forward to seeing you there. God bless and take care. In today's program, we're studying in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 20. Here's Pastor Ryan. Hezekiah showed him the extent, these men, the extent of his riches. To show these guys that Judah is capable of helping Babylon. Judah is capable of helping Babylon. Look at what we have. And Hezekiah failed because these riches don't help you and they don't help Babylon, Hezekiah. The Lord God of Israel is the one who has helped you. The Lord God of Israel is the one who has blessed you. Not these riches. Not the things that we possess. Not the things that God has given us. Yes, when we get older, we can buy more insurance, as they say. But our dependency and our faith must always be in God, not in the possessions that he blesses us with. He trusted in his great wealth rather than in the Lord. He acted as if it was by his own greatness that he had attained these riches. Paul the Apostle would say to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7, For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? I want to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. I want to be successful. You want to be successful. But we must remember that it is God who gives us the successes and to give them the glory. It is God who has given us our food, our clothing, our homes, our ability to have fun and do things and buy things and bless others and have our sustenance. It is God and Him alone who defends us, who protects us, and it's all Him. Hezekiah lost sight of that. Any victory, anything good, to whom much is given, much is required. Hezekiah, God's standards didn't change, my brother. God's standards did not change. What made Hezekiah think that? Then Isaiah, whoa, shows up, the prophet, and he went to King Hezekiah and he said to him, What did these men say and from where did they come from come to you? So Hezekiah said, They came from a far country, from Babylon. And he said, what have they seen in your house? So 
So Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. Do not be unequally yoked. Don't be surety for a stranger, the Bible says. And here, he's showing them all of the treasuries. These guys do not worship God. They have seen all that is in my house. There's nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. For he said, Will there not be peace and truth at least in my days? God had mercy on them and because the wrath is coming, but God is restraining the wrath during the lifetime of Hezekiah, so he's not going to see it. But it's crazy to me how the, the, the punishment was God's going to remove all of the things that were given to Judah by my grace. That's, that's amazing to me. If we don't recognize that all that we have has been given, us, given to us by the Lord, we, we are distorted in our way of thinking. My brothers and my sisters, everything we have, everything, and if he has given us everything, then he can take away everything. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He can take it all away. So we should take notice to give God the glory, to remain dependent on him, not on man, but on God. Because God sees when we're dependent on men and not on him. God sees when we're dependent on spouses or friends or buddies and not on him. We must be dependent on him. Because it's, it, you know, it, we, we may not burn little incense to our friends and family and spouses, but we can turn them into idols right away. God, be dependent on God. Be humble, be grateful, trust in him. Give him all the honor and the glory. That, that is what is required. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, all his might, and how he made a pool and a tunnel and brought water into the city. Are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Hezekiah rested with his fathers. Then Manasseh, his son, reigned in his place. Hezekiah went to the oldest water source in Jerusalem and dug a tunnel that was 1,700 feet long underground to bring that water underground into the walls of Jerusalem so that the um, Assyrians couldn't cut their water supply. God makes the most ordinary people an engineering feat of grace. You know, the things that I see the body of Christ do around the church, sharing their faith, loving, using the gifts that God has given them, 
I mean, we are a work of art. We are a feat of engineering of the Lord. Unbelievable the things that you guys, that we in the Lord can pull off in the Spirit. It's amazing. We are a picture of His grace and of His work. But we got to remember to give Him the glory. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. He is the oldest reigning king. 50, uh, not the oldest reigning king. He reigned for the longest period of time. Sorry. His mother's name was uh, Hephzibah, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abomination of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. For he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah his father had, had destroyed. He raised up altars for Baal and made a wooden image as Ahab king of Israel had done. And he worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. He also built altars in, in guys, the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said in Jerusalem, I will put my name. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. Also, he made his son pass through the fire. That's human sacrifice. He made his son die in the fires to these gods. Practiced soothsaying and witchcraft and consulted spiritists and mediums. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. He even set a carved image of Asherah that he had made in the house of which the Lord had said to David and Solomon, his son, in this house and, and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever, and I will not make the feet of Israel wander anymore from the land which I gave their fathers, only if they are careful to do according to all that I have commanded them and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they paid no attention, and Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. So his old man was pretty good for most of his life. Hezekiah was one of the best kings. But that's how dangerous pride is. His son Manasseh was co-regent with him for about nine years. So he, he was able to rule with him alongside him. Each generation has to choose who they're going to serve, the Lord or not. Just because kids have godly parents doesn't necessarily guarantee that they'll come out godly. It ups the odds that they will. Raise a child in the way they should go, and when they're older they shall not depart. This is why it's so important for parents and grandparents to show not by word only, but by action. We depend on God, straight up. We live for him, we do for him, because he has done for us. They see that realness, they see that love, they see that interaction. That interaction is important. We can't just preach and not have any interaction with our kids or any interactions with our loved ones. We have to interact with them. They have to feel loved. Love is a, is a key factor in the reality of our walk with the Lord. But Manasseh chose, obviously, just a wicked way. Wicked way. Manasseh worshipped everything under the sun, as we just read. He literally worshipped the heavens. He was into all kinds of evil things. Witchcraft. Soothsaying. Mediums. Pharmacia. Drugs. Everything that goes with it. Turn from the Lord. That pole of Asherah that he put in. 
he put it in the temple as to say the temple in Jerusalem is to worship Asherah. I mean, he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And as I was speaking, I mean, as I was meditating on this, it just reminds me of the world today that's worshiping everything under the sun. Is, is, don't they remind you of Manasseh? People are worshipers of themselves, worshipers of nature, worshipers of money, worshipers of uh, sexual immorality, every sexual immorality out there, and worshipers of human philosophy and intellect. God has called us to be a witness to a world that is like Manasseh, a world that is, worships everything under heaven. We are uh, witnesses of Jesus Christ to a blind, to a deceived, and to a debased-minded world. They need what we have. It ain't the other way around. And I, and I pray that whoever's watching this or here get that. The world, you don't need what they have. They need what we have. Amen. Christians. Turn with me to Romans 1. We're going to finish up here, guys. Romans 1. We're going to finish up here pretty quickly. Romans chapter 1, after the book of Acts, guys. Chapter 1, verse 18. Give me an amen once you're there. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. You think Manasseh didn't know about God? You think he didn't know with all the reforms his dad made, with everything? His, his grandfather was wicked, but his father was godly. He knew that God was, was real. The world knows that God is real. They know it, guys. They're suppressing the truth. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. My goodness, this is the state of the union. Since one ain't being given, I'll give it to you right now. They profess to be wise, but they're not. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The world, they, they think they're wise, they're not. They're fools. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. Birds and four-footed animals and creepy things people worship. They worship the climate. It was global warming, but now it's climate change because it got so cold they couldn't push global warming. They pushed just climate change. I still believe you call it weather. Worshiping nature because it's the Hollywood thing to do. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. People are worshiping the creature versus the creator. 
the creature, human, humanism. Humanism. Humans decide what is right and what is wrong. Not God. That's humanism. Human philosophy. And it's what Satan tempted Eve with. You eat of that fruit, you will be like God knowing good and evil. You can be your own God. You don't need God telling you what to do. That's the state of the union. That's the state of the world. Men are lovers of themselves. What we feel is right is right. No, 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 no. What you feel is right is crazy wrong. Not even close to right. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. Who exchanged the truth of God for a lie. You do know that they're going to try to ban pastors from reading the, these verses. You do understand it's coming. If the Lord should tarry, it's coming. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than, rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions for even women exchanged the natural use of what is against nature. Likewise also men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God, in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers and backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. We are living in the Manasseh era. The spirit of Manasseh is alive and well. And we're called to witness to a bunch of Manassehs out there. That's why in the Bible we're told to walk in wisdom time and again in these days. This is why we come to church to get marching orders, to get filled up, to encourage one another. As iron sharpens iron, we come together, we interact, we enter, you know, this is not, we're not going to have a Zoom meeting, meeting concerning a war that most people are not even going to get involved in the war, so why even have a Zoom meeting? We're coming here to meet, to discuss the war, discuss the plans, the strategy to help people come to know Jesus Christ because there's a lot of Manassehs out there. And Colossians 4, 5 says, walk in wisdom, Paul says, toward those who are outside redeeming the time. Walk in wisdom concerning those who are on the outside. So what Paul says in that verse is we need to be careful that we act right because they're watching us on the outside. Walk carefully because they're watching our life. They're watching if we compromise. They're watching if, God, if Jesus Christ is important to us. And if we don't, have to tell, we don't tell them anything about church on, throughout the week and they ask you about your weekend and you just do not mention nothing about church because you don't even go to church, then they're going to know you, you're not serious. You're not serious. You may think you're serious, you may read your word at home. You ain't serious. And they know it, and, and no one's getting saved around us if that's, our, if that's how careful we're walking around those on the outside. Walk carefully. Walk in wisdom. Not only do we, we walk right with those who are non-believers, but it also, Paul also means 
Don't let them and their sin infect you. Don't let their sin infect you. The sin of not having faith in Jesus Christ, let's start there. I'd be afraid too if I was them. Of what? Of everything. Because I don't have Christ if I'm them. So we listen to the world on advice on church attendance and the CDC. I like what John MacArthur said. They have a debased mind. I'm not listening to people with a debased mind and who are censoring everything. We're trying to witness to Manassas, not have Manasseh tell us when it's time for us to go back to church. And he seduced all of Israel to, to do more evil than they had done before. And the Lord spoke by his servants, the prophets, saying, Because Manasseh, king of Judah, has done these abominations, he has acted more wickedly than all the Amorites who were before him, and has also made Judah sin with his idols. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such calamity upon Jerusalem and Judah, that whoever hears of it, both his ears will tingle. And I will stretch, out, stretch over Jerusalem the measuring line of Samaria and the plumber plummet of the house of Ahab I will wipe Jerusalem as one who wipes a dish and so God is saying they've done so bad that I'm going to take them out like I did uh, the Israelites in Samaria and also the house of Ahab it's going to be bad it's going to be bad it's like cleaning a dish and you, you know we've all washed dishes you know hot water and go to town on that pan and the Lord is saying that their, their, his judgment upon them will be that way as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. So I will forsake the remnant of my inheritance and deliver them into the hand of their enemies. And they shall become victims of plunder to all their enemies because they have done evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day their fathers came out of Egypt even to this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed very much innocent blood till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another besides his sin by which he made Judah sin in doing evil in the sight of the Lord. So beside all that, he was innocent blood. God hates the shedding of innocent blood. The wrath is coming. The, I, the, above that evil is the fact that he killed a lot of innocent blood. In the United States, I mean, they say abortion kills more black people than anything else. And we are, we are, our country kills, murders, babies. And for those who don't understand why the churches support pro-life candidates, politicians, it's simply because God hates abortion. He hates the killing of innocent blood. And no one would be okay with, with someone randomly killing a child or randomly killing uh, women or children just out on the, just randomly. No one would be okay with that. But everyone's okay with killing babies in the womb. It's crazy. It's Manasseh-ish thinking. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh, all that he did and the sin that he committed, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So Manasseh rested with his fathers and was buried in the garden of his own house, in the garden of Uzzah. Then his son Ammon reigned in his place. Here's the crazy thing about Manasseh. Second Chronicles 33. Read it on your own. 
Manasseh repents, guys. Manasseh, as part of the wrath, God, we're told in Second Chronicles, he talks to Manasseh, reasons with them. Him and the people. And Manasseh ignored the Lord. So the Lord got the captains of the Assyrian army to capture Manasseh. And they dragged him to Babylon with hooks in his nose and iron fetters on his feet. All the way to Babylon. That's like 500 miles. They, they took the king that way with the hook in his nose. And while he was in anguish there, guess what happened? He starts to pray and he repents. It says, to the God of his fathers, please, Lord. He was in living hell. And you know what the Bible says? That God heard him, forgave him, saved him. They sent him back to Jerusalem and he did reforms. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and just hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chapel.